0: Welcome to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. God loves you. We hear this often, and yet we wonder if it's true because of what we've experienced. Today we explore two parables in which Jesus shows the depths of God's love for all people. Friends, today uh, is... uh is typically a a particular uh, week in the Christian calendar. We celebrate the transfiguration. And uh, if if you've never been in church before, you're wondering what a church calendar transfiguration is. Don't worry about it. We're not following it today. We've actually learned from the transfiguration passage twice already in the past calendar year. uh, The time whenever Jesus is transformed in front of some disciples. And I've already spoiled it for you. Today is really gonna be about love. Not not the kind of love of of chocolates and, and roses, but the kind of love that God has for us and the kind of love that God gives to us. And love is really the connection between what we have talked about over the past few weeks and the season that we are coming into past four weeks, we've talked about faith and the story of Ruth. And next week, we will begin a journey towards Easter called Lent, which is a season of of repentance, confession, and fasting. We, we, we come to realize how much we need God. And what's the connection between that see, the, the Lent season and Ruth, the faith that, that Ruth had? And it, it really comes back to the thing that holds our relationships together and holds our relationship together with God it's love it is indeed a love that causes transformation for us in so many ways in faith and life so as i was reading this week in in the gospels i was reminded of the fact that jesus spoke about god's love through stories through parables and in luke chapter 15 is a particular moment when he begins to show the kind of love god has for every single one of us now it 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 doesn't just come at in he just teaches it it actually comes from a very specific Time and space. You see, there are a number of religious people, Pharisees and and others, who were sort of uh, surprised that Jesus, this rabbi, this teacher of God, uh, who he spent his time with. And in particular, they saw these people, these sinners that Jesus was hanging out with, and like, what are you doing? Because you see, sin wasn't just about moral wrongs. It was also about uh, ritual purification and things like that. And the people who he was spending with, either A, didn't know that they were sinning and they were sinning as much as they wanted, or B, didn't didn't get right with God in the way that they saw that they needed to get right with God. They were sinners. The wrong folk to hang out with as, as a rabbi. So Jesus shares three parables. We're just going to look at two today. Shows three parables to express not just his reasoning, but also to express who God has always been. And also to express an invitation to these who are religious. To begin to love as God has loved. So we're going to be in Luke chapter 15 today. Two parables that we read as Jesus speaks to the Pharisees and the legal experts. All the tax collectors and sinners were gathering around Jesus to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the legal experts were grumbling, saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Jesus told them this parable. Suppose someone among you had 100 sheep and lost one of them. Wouldn't he leave the other 99 in the pasture and search for the lost one until he finds it? And when he finds it, he is thrilled and places it on his shoulders. And when he arrives home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, celebrate with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who changes both heart and life than over 99 righteous people who have no need to change their hearts and lives. Or what woman, if she owns 10 silver coins and loses one of them, won't light a lamp and sweep the house, searching her home carefully until she finds it. And when she finds it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, celebrate with me because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, joy breaks out in the presence of God's angels over one sinner who changes both heart and life. These stories might seem a little odd to us to express what love, the kind of love that God has. After all, why two things that are so different from each other? A shepherd goes after a lost sheep, a woman goes after a lost coin. The two items are vastly different. A lost sheep implies that a sheep took off. They wandered. However, they made their decision-making process, right? We don't fully know how sheep work. (laughs) But they, sheep, lose themselves. They wandered off and and did their own. They are there because of their own decisions. They are there because... That's what they decided to do. But then you have a coin, which is inanimate, and it doesn't do anything. A coin is, is moved, it's, it's dropped, it's slid, it's given. A coin that is lost doesn't put itself in its situation. It finds themselves just lost. Yet both of these are incredibly treasured. And both of these things are searched after with reckless abandon. The shepherd is reckless as he goes after one sheep out of a hundred. I love it whenever Jesus says, doesn't a shepherd leave the 99 to go find the one? Everybody in that moment would have said, uh, no. Why would you do that? It is far more, it's far, it's far riskier to go after one sheep than stay with 99. You know why? Because 99 sheep is worth a lot more than just one in the economy that we are used to. If 99 sheep are slaughtered by some type of, you know, pillagers or stolen or or wildlife, that's a bigger loss than one. And yet what Jesus is showing is that it's counter to what we are used to. The shepherd is reckless and goes after the one and celebrates this sheep, this sheep that just wandered off for whatever reason. And in the same way, this woman, even though she has nine of 10, she can't get it out of her head to find this one coin all around. You've lost something in your house before. What do you do? You turn on all the lights. You you do whatever it takes. You throw stuff out of the way. That's what she's doing. God, in both of these parables, is the shepherd and the woman. But the situations are vastly different. Sheep, lost sheep, put themselves in that situation coins just find themselves in that situation. And what Jesus is trying to show, quite frankly, is that God loves every single one of us, no matter if we have put ourselves in bad situations, if we made decisions intentionally or whatever it might be, he loves us. But he also loves the people who have been put in situations that they had no control over. And may have done the wrong thing in those moments. See, God's love is not very rational when it comes down to the situation of leaving 99 or, or having nine and being so excited about one coin. Love is not economical. It is not something that looks to benefit God. It's it's humble and it's loyal. It's edifying and it's difficult. And it puts oneself on the line, which God has done for us. I read a, a quote from Robert Barron this week that I think is just so good, and I think we all need to be reminded of. God is as crazy for you as if you were the only one in the world. God is as crazy for you as if you were the only one in the world. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you've done, or who you've been, or. What's happened to you? God loves you. It's what he's trying to share with us in this moment. But secondly, we cannot forget that Jesus is speaking to religious leaders, people who already do follow God, who understand that God loves them, that God has all these, uh, that living a life, that God asks us to live a, a specific life. And I think sometimes if we are people who follow God or or know what God wants in our lives, we think that those things are more important than the love that God has for every single one of us. We sometimes get the impression that if we aren't doing the right things, then God doesn't love us. Or if people, other people, aren't doing the right things, that God doesn't love them. He loves us more than he loves them. Because let's really be honest, God is very very clear throughout scripture about how to live a life that he wants us to live. And sometimes those rituals, those laws, those prophets, all these different things that are said can get in our minds that these are required before the love that God has for us. And it's not true at all. God loves us just as we are. Because there are some of us there are some lost sheep that have zero idea of how to get back to the, to the flock. There are some of us who do not even have the ability to move like a coin. And so what Jesus is saying is stop judging and start seeing people as I see them. As beloved creatures, as people. And so Jesus speaks to these Pharisees and these scribes and say, hey, just so you know, join in the party. (laughs) Stop thinking that what I'm doing is so terrible and wrong. And how about you join in the party that folks that you're not expecting are hanging out with me, the savior of the world. Robert Tannehill says this, these parables help to define the character of God and the mission of Jesus. In presenting God and Jesus as searchers for sinners, they also require the Lucan audience to show a familiar concern and to rejoice when the lost return to God's people. If you're a person who proclaims Christ as Lord, if you're a person who looks to follow Jesus, we rejoice when someone comes to God no matter how much we might feel slighted, it feels unfair or whatever it might be, no matter who that person has been, it's welcome arms. It's a table that is open to dine with all. There is immense joy in the recovery of a lost sheep or a lost coin. And if we, as followers of God, do not find that joy with God, well, we're missing out. And we we must ask ourselves, did we love people in the first place as God has loved us? So there are two messages from these two parables, and it's It's important to recognize that some of us need to hear the second one, and some of us really need to hear the first one. So let me reiterate this one more time, okay? Maybe you have felt lost. Maybe you have really struggled to understand who God is or if God loves you. And I'm here to tell you something. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you have done in the past 24 hours or the past 24 years, nobody is too far from God. That's what these parables show us. He loves you and wants you to turn to him, to turn to him. And what the beautiful thing about this is, is that because these are parables, it's, it's, it's it's not a complete picture. God is bigger than a shepherd. God is bigger than a woman. God is not confined by time or space. God has been with you your entire life. He loves you. He's always been pursuing you. He has been with you every step of the way, through every triumph, through every tragedy. And how you have acted in these moments, God knows. He knows. And that sometimes scares us and we sometimes think, oh boy, God is going to just kill me. No, God has shown how he judges. He's shown by sending his son to take nails on a cross and to die that you and I might have new life. The judgment that he has rendered for you is love and grace. And all you have to do is accept it and turn and begin to follow him back to the flock, to the table, where there is joy. And he works within you to bring you a new life. The new life that he talks about continuously, about how to live rightly. He is the one who changes you. God loves you so much. He loves you right where you are, no matter what you've done. But he also loves you too much to let you stay there and moves you into brand new realities. You are loved by God. Won't you love him? And the second message is for those of us who have accepted his love, but maybe sometimes forget to extend the same love that he has given us. Sometimes we need to be reminded that in order to give the good news, to make disciples, we must love as Jesus loves us. To give of ourselves, to not not allow our judgments to get in the way of inviting somebody to a table to recognize that love is not economical or rational, but the kind of love that gives without asking for anything in return. It's sacrifice. And if we in the church, if we as disciples, find ourselves in a culture of making divisions and making dividing lines and Putting in, you know, applications up for folks to come to God. Guess what? We have missed how God loves us. In fact, we actually might not even really understand how God loves us if we do that. It's an open table. And may what we want to judge or think not get in the way of us doing everything that we can to be like Christ, to be like the shepherd, to be like the woman. And if you need a little bit of extra motivation, understand this. People who wander and people who are far from God and people who are lost, We often don't find ourselves there because that's what we set our ways out to be. But rather we we find ourselves there because we have reacted to something. Sometimes we do it intentionally. Sometimes we do it misguidedly. And may we treat every human being with the same kind of love that God has for us. And that means treating others with dignity and respect and grace. Because us, looking to hurt them or to judge those, will only push them further away from the God who loves them. We must love like the shepherd and like the woman, and give of ourselves to join in the work of God in this world coming back to the valentine's day day it's valentine's day there are a lot of love songs and it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if you are married or seeing somebody or widowed or divorced or have never had you know, a long-term relationship. It doesn't matter. Love songs are a part of our consciousness. Some of us have some really great, like some of us just, oh, this song is so good, you know, whichever it might be. And one song that I don't, I'm not necessarily, I'm not personally attached to, but I, I thought about this week was a song from the 80s. If you've been to a wedding, you've heard these songs before. Love lifts us up where we belong, right? You've heard this song right before. And I don't know why it just, it hit me. But these two parables show that reality and how God loves us. God loves us so much to invite us in and lifts us up out of the people that we've been in the situations that we've been in, to where we belong as his children. That's what God's love does. It edifies us. It offers us new life. Love lifts us up where we belong. There's great, God celebrates so much when we turn to Him and allow Him to restore us to be the people that He created us to be. So, May we turn to God who is love. And may he lift us up where we belong. And may we be joyful along with him when others join, when others are restored. And May we love as he has loved us. Thanks for listening to Champion Church of the Nazarene's weekly sermon podcast. We hope that you were inspired by this week's message. Because of the current pandemic, our services are limited to an online presence. You can join us on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. For more information about our ministries or if you'd like to contribute to our ministries online, visit us at championnaz.org.